0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by AJF Plast, and with myself, Dignes Balm. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one
1: and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 283, and thanks to everyone as always who tuned into last week's show. This week, we've got just the one game to review as we close in on the end of the season. We've got a round-up of the news over the last six days since our last podcast that was on Bank Holiday Monday. So, without further ado, let's just crack on with this week's show.
0: Yeah, so, like Paul said, sponsorship shout-out to our podcast sponsors who are AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, and they specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, and you must know this by now, is that they offer all latent Orient fans and staff a whopping 15 off. So, if you want more information on that offer and for the best plastering and rendering prices around, you can visit their website at www.ajfplastering.co.uk. You can email Adam and the team at ajfplastering outlook.com or ajfplastering on social media. You can find them on Facebook and on Instagram under Plastering, and Adam is on Twitter himself. You can find him at bigads with a Z L O F C to get all your needs from the amazing AJF
1: plastering. Absolutely, nicely done. So just, I think this will be our final... Supporters Club update of the season because we've only got the one away game left now and that's Crawley Town away. Saturday the 30th of April is when that one takes place. Cost for this trip is just £20 for all categories except for under-16s who travel for just 10 quid. Remember that does not include your match day ticket so you need to call this one up uh, now uh, unless you booked it uh, on yesterday uh, at the Northampton game. The travel line number is 07507. 539-579, that's 07507, 539-579, but you probably know that already by now, or at least I hope you do.
0: <laughs> so one piece of AOB before we start, the six days at work, I would like to give a mention and a reminder that our charity partner for the remainder of the season is the One Hour Project. So we had uh, Orient Matty on earlier in the season, he explained what they do, and essentially they help students from lower social economic and diverse backgrounds connect with people in industries and try to help them build a network to improve their employability. Lots of ways to get in touch with the One Hour Project. You can go and check out their website at onehourproject.org. And if you can help, please get in touch with them or you can go and follow Orient Matty on Twitter. He's involved. He's one of the people behind the project. You can DM him or send him a tweet to get involved. Lovely lad. Great charity. Very
1: proud to be working with them this season. Absolutely, yeah. And we hope that may continue uh, into next season. So let's move on then to the week that was. And obviously we recorded after the Swindon game on Bank Holiday Monday. So we're going to start this week with Tahoe Tuesday, the 19th of April. And Omar Beckles is named to so the first of, uh, I think, three mentions for him. He was named <laughs> in the Sky Bet League 2 team of Easter Monday for his performance against Swindon Town. So well done to Omar. And he's also uh, announced by the club that he'd been awarded the PFA player in the community award so well done Omar Beckles, what a weekend
0: for him. Amazing, got called to the Houses of Parliament and everything to get his awards, suited and booted, what a few days he's had on Wednesday the 20th April, it was Omar Beckles' world, we were all living in it, he was named in the EFL team of the week and not only that, he was also named in the EA Sports FIFA team of the week, again following his performance away to Swindon, two goals, a great performance and you know it's not very often you see league 2 players making that fifa yeah i mean i i
1: don't play i've not had a games console for longer than i care to say out loud so i don't actually know until you explain to me before you start recording what that actually means that's actually a really big deal amazing amazing they just
0: take the best from over europe obviously um, and whack them all into a uh, into packs that you can buy and purchase online into teams of the week and Omar Beckles was included in that, so a massive, massive congratulations to oh, across the Across when you put it like the whole of Europe, I think it might even be the whole world, mate. In terms of all of the leagues together, I think yeah. it might. I think it actually
1: might be the whole world. Wow. So great to see things you love to see. Absolutely. So that covers uh, Wednesday. Then on Thursday, uh, the FA announced that Swindon Town and Leighton Orient have been charged with a breach of FA Rule E twenty point one following their EFL League Two fixture. On Monday, the 18th of April, it's alleged that both clubs failed to ensure their players conducted themselves in an orderly fashion during the 37th minute of the fixtures of the fixture. And both clubs have until Monday, the 25th of April, to provide a response. And if you remember, there was a Malay, a Malay, whatever, however you want to call it, um, by the touchline, which somehow Richie Wellins ended up getting booked for, <laughs> even though he was pulling shad away.
0: Well, I it wasn't on the highlights. So of course it wasn't, and I didn't watch the game live, so I didn't see it. However, it's all on closer look. So I watched the closer look this morning. It's all handbags. It's literally massively pra- Prattley keeps hold of the ball, and they want the ball back, and two of them going on Prattley, and then it gets out, of, gets out of hand. You know the FA are going to f- are fine both clubs. It's you just know it will be like fifty grand fine got kicked. or something stupid like he got that. It was all just yeah. all and very stupid. The Referee didn't handle it properly at all. No, absolutely not. Obviously, that gets announced tomorrow. What the? Uh,
1: oh, we get to reply. By tomorrow. I don't see anything covered in well, you could contest, contest it, don't you? So I don't know what they'll what they'll do. And obviously in the evening was meet the manager. It which was. Which was very nice. So I wasn't there, the bearded Lejande was there. Tell us all about your evening. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah. Uh meet the manager, turned up and uh Mark Devlin was there alongside Paul Terry, uh, as well as Richie Wellens, obviously. So it's good to have A bit of a variety of questions, although obviously 80% of the questions were really aimed at at, at Richie. Some aimed at at, at Paul as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything that's going to really surprise anyone that, that came out of that. Obviously, it's not been put on social media, the idea... Of that was to be kind of like a uh, like an intimate event, and you know without watching particularly what you had to say. But I think you know, look, uh, I think Richie's already mentioned his desires for Theo Archibald. Uh, We believe he's surplus to requirements at at Lincoln, which means that's great for us.
0: Although, Quest TV today, when I was watching the uh, League One highlights in Lincoln's game, I don't know who got injured for Lincoln, but two of their first team players looked like they got bad injuries. So maybe if that might push Theo into the thinking. Say if two midfielders or two, or two wingers or attacking players. I don't know or who got. I don't know who got AJ. injured for Lincoln. Hopefully that doesn't affect what we've seen. Whenever I see players get injured at parent clubs, I always go back to Eldin Jakupovic when the whole goalkeeper got injured and then they recalled Eldin, mm. which kind of stagnated that season. So well,
1: hopefully it's not someone in Theo's position. Hopefully, but then even then, obviously they can't recall him now. Number one, no, but number two, selling him over the summer as you're you getting the summer that frees up a wage for them to go and.
0: Yeah, get other players that
1: they probably want more uh, in. Um, probably thinks he only needs about four signings. Doesn't um, surprise me. I think When with... you think of Tom, James and Theo, if they sign, that obviously takes into account that both of them hopefully signing, which I think they're talking to Tom at the moment or have been talking to Tom uh, for a while. So, um, yeah, I mean, th- th- there is a lot of players out of contract, but you assume that some of them will sign. One or two probably won't. Um yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's that many
0: out of coin A, a lots, lots signed. Well, lots of new signings in the summer. I think barring Tom James, they all signed two year deals, and I think we raised a few eyebrows at some of the contracts that were handed out. I think we all know Satoru's contract runs out. We all know Sergeant's contract runs out. I don't think there's many more contracts that that run out. There's not many. There's obviously going to be a few more who I haven't listed, but it's not, it's not like Football Manager where you can take over a club and transfer list who you want to transfer list and get rid of them. Life. And football doesn't work like that. That's and, very true. You know, Richie. I think probably it's been more than impressive what he's seen this season with the core of the team. I think you know he's done an amazing job, and he's won more than what he's lost. And he probably knows who he wants to keep, who he wants to get rid of. You'd imagine he's very happy with his first choice goalkeeper. You Imagine Beckles won't be going anywhere. You imagine Tom James, we want to sign him. You imagine Addams. Craig Clay when he when he's fit becomes a first teamer. Yeah, Prattley's been great under um, Wellings. Paul Smythe is going to obviously go nowhere. and he loves Draynen. Sotui, obviously, wants to keep. So, you know, if we sign Archibald, it doesn't leave you much, much scope for players to, to change in the first team. Plus, you know, people like Dan Happy, um, Shadoghi, Otis Khan, Harry Smith. Like, it's a big squad, and I know there's lots of loans going back, but it still leaves you quite a big squad. I don't think it will be the summer of turnover that some people... Are expecting, but you know, yeah. th- football can change very quickly. Like, we all know how quickly football can change, so you know, I, I, I don't think there'll be many. If Richie's saying only four, probably you might see five or six potentially, yeah, depending on injuries over the summer and what happens, or if a, the club get a, an exceptional bid for someone like Shad or s- someone else. So, yeah,
1: so especially if he wins an award tonight, yeah, absolutely, certainly. Come on him it, on yeah. Radar. But yeah, no, I'm. I was trying to find it while you were talking there I was on a thread on, on on one of the Facebook groups I think we've got like 12 out of contract like including obviously like your Adam Thompson's your, your Tom James's and uh, obviously, the Papadopoulos is. I can't see him yeah, him uh, staying. The Matt Matt Young, for example, Ruel. Some of the younger, but I think Dan and Krumer might have signed recently. Yeah. Uh, Kiprianu signed in the summer, so he's got another year left. But I think, oh, yeah, obviously George Ray and Frank Nublé go to free up mm. two spaces as well. So, yeah, but, but it'd be an interesting summer and an interesting Very. Richie Wellens rebuild now because he knows the type of football that he wants to play, the style, and he knows crucially, I would imagine. Players that he would want to fill in where yeah. he needs that, where he's got those gaps. Um, he also commented that he felt that there are quite a few defensive midfielders in the squad and not enough attacking midfielders. And Darren Prattley is a more attacking midfielder that had been playing more defensively, which is why perhaps we hadn't seen the best. Yeah, of him. wouldn't disagree with that. So, so, actually. so yeah. yeah, good point. So it's a question of whether he, you know, he's played enough games to. Um, uh, trigger an extension no to his contract. So it's just a question of whether that's a mutual thing, player or focused. I would imagine it's probably club focused, and whether or not the club want to keep him. Yeah, interesting. We will see a exciting summer. It will be another, way. another exciting summer. Yeah, someone who I expect won't get a uh, a new contract is Callum Riley. No, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, that's another name. Completely forgot about. Yeah, just extended his loan at Solihull Moors. But he lives in the Midlands. He won't sign. And it. he was travelling to Orient from the, from his home in the West Midlands. Yeah, which leaves my Crazy. Con- nice
0: little link there. Go on then. Oh no, I'm a day ahead of myself. You Apologies. Are. But yeah, someone like Cameron Riley. Like, yeah, there's lots of players, isn't there, under contract. Interesting to see what happens. It, this just completely reminds me of the first Justin season. Where he came come in, got to know his players, built the character around yeah. him. Bought in a few, didn't bring in many. wasn't much turnover. Hit the
1: ground running. Well, only a couple Boom. wasn't there. If yeah, I yeah, but there'll
0: right. be some of this I can't, I
1: can't see a massive because we've got a highly technical squad, a very capable squad that just needed some structure and some um, confidence. That's what they needed, and we've seen what yeah you know, the best and worst, unfortunately, after yesterday's game. But. We've still got frailties that he he will identify and learn to deal with. Yeah, yesterday was what else to come on to yesterday.
0: Yesterday, you know, he would learn a lot about his team. Yeah, like Dave Victor says, you kind of learn more in loss than you do in a win. Yeah, you absolutely do. So let's move on into Friday, the 22nd of
1: April. They started. Happy 37th birthday to Darren Prattley. Absolutely. The youth team were in league action. In, on, on Friday morning, they played Sutton United away and they had a brilliant result as they ended up walking away 3-0 winners. Charlie Preg- Pegram got the win underway with a goal in the fourth minute. There was a double from Sonny Fish who got the first of his two goals in the 22nd minute and it was all wrapped up just a few moments later. So a rampant first half for the O's secured a vital win as they look to go on and win the league this season. Yeah, Really yeah. promising. Really I good. wish the club would post up the league. Like, yeah. So you can see the table and who else is in it and, and I think, you know, they've got this brand new website and admittedly I'm probably about to um, curse myself here but I haven't properly looked through it but I, when I did have a cursory look I don't remember seeing the league the fixtures, it'd just be nice to have a little bit more. I think they're in the
0: programme. The place I saw it was in the programme, but I don't, right. I, don't, I don't buy a programme. I don't really buy programmes. But yeah, good point there from the bed of the John they Also on Friday, the club revealed season ticket prices and early bird details for next season. So early bird offer is open. Mm. Everyone's got until 5 pm on Thursday, the 30th of June, to renew their season ticket. Looks like prices have gone up a little bit, I would say, but the big talking point. Were scrapping the under 11s season ticket, so now if you've got anyone under 18 years old, it's going to cost you in the majority of stands 99 quid going up from 49 quid and it used to be just 29 quid a few years back. So I could sit here and say it doesn't affect me, so I can say it's fine for me. But if I had to, if my two girls went to footy, it, yeah. it would be like a one So we increase. had to, it's, it's yesterday, as well. We? we did, and also, you know, if you've got kids, you ain't going to take them to Tuesday night games anyway. So it makes it, a, it makes it much harder. But
1: the problem is, is that mo- a lot of those... So those that take their kids to the games are penalised. Absolutely. Right, That's exactly what it is. Right, those that don't take their kids and just bought it to have a seat for the occasional two or three games, maybe four or five games you know, a year... Um, or you reserved it for your mate on the cheap, or whatever, who might want to, go, or someone you might know, a friend or a neighbour who might want to come every now and again. And forty nine quid wasn't much to you. It penalising those people because Mark Devlin said at the Meet the Manager event that they did some analysis of the Barrow uh, attendance, and that was the football for a fiver game, and it was sold out, but there was only six and a bit thousand. And the analysis was was that the the large bulk of those not attending. Were the 14 or that weren't through the turnstiles were the 49 pound tickets that they'd sold? So it's six of one and a half dozen half, doesn't the other. Like we like you said, it doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect you, so I'm all right with it. But if I had a child or two, yeah, yeah, then I'd be a bit upset about it. But still, looking at it, a hundred quid for 23 games, let's say, oh, let, yeah, let, yeah, let, yeah, let's yeah. say 18 games, I'd be all right with that Still, it's still. It's still good value, but. It's not a tenner a game, but it? it,
0: But it's doubling a cost. I agree. In an already inflated world that we're living in, in terms of inflation. But yeah, I mean, what I will say, if they've done studies on the Barrow attendance, you can't do any critical studies on one game. Like, you just can't do it. Yeah. So, that's rubbish. If if you're basing your...
1: Yeah, that, it, those man.
0: figures on one game, you're not going to get any insight out of that. So that's—I'd be amazed if the club done it on a, on, a on one game one insight. Game. Probably not. And also, it's probably just an example. You yeah. know, they, the club can't track who's going and who's not going. Like my season ticket hasn't been scanned every time I've been into that stadium. Agree, so man. they can't. The club don't know that X has been to 15 games out of 24, and Y has been to two games. They just don't have that information until they have that. You can't do a loyalty point scheme. You can't do. You can't target your audience because you don't know who you're targeting. Like, it's simple marketing. I'm amazed with how many young professionals are at the club in terms of what I see on LinkedIn. Like, it looks like we've got a good marketing department who do an amazing job of getting stuff out there. But they don't know who they're targeting. Crazy. But, you know, we'll both renew. I'm sure we will. I'm sure 90% of Warrant fans will renew. However, we're the lucky ones, because that hike of the under-11s doesn't affect me, and I can sit here and say, well, it's only going to cost me another 15 quid to go to Next season, mm. and that's nothing, and it still works out a good value. But had I had two kids, and went from playing twenty nine a few years ago to forty nine, which is only a twenty quid increase, but then going to a hundred in the world we we're living, and if you've got two or three kids, mm. and if you've got to travel as well, if you're not coming from Loughton, if you're coming from a two-hour commute and it's already costing you money. It's a lot of money to ask people to pay, mm, mm. but people will do things for the love of the football club, That's right not so, And we've got to be more sustainable as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's so the world we live in, unfortunately. We've got, we got to
1: move in that direction. It Good is talk. We should do like a Price Football Podcast you Mr. <laughs> <Even>. <laughs> uh Right, so, uh, also announced was uh, Callum Riley uh, has extended his loan at Solihull Moors until the end of the season and I think it should they make Playoffs. I think they're looking good for playoffs. So my um
0: the other head office that I work for are based in Solihull. And uh, someone who used to work for our sponsor, oh, yeah, Solihull, has got a box. They're doing well. They're in with a shout. But that is a very tight league. And there's some big, big clubs in those playoffs. Wrexham, Chesterfield, Notts County, Grimsby. Grimsby. Dang, some big is, clubs. And we, all, knocking on the and we all know how convoluted
1: that playoff system is. Thank God we never had to go through that. Imagine the nerves Absolutely. trying to go through that. Stockport County looked like they're... They're probably going to come up. Um, Imagine Wrexham as well with the Hollywood. I mean, I can't... Hollywood Wrexham. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So,
0: Callum Riley. Can't ever see him playing for it again. But you never know. You never know what football will bring
1: you. So let's go to Saturday, the 23rd of April and happy St George's Day. Yeah, absolutely. So the main event of the day was Northampton Town at home. And before the game, as always, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this. And after just 166 votes in 24 hours, you voted as follows. 19% thought we'd lose, 33% thought we'd draw and 48% thought that we would win. So thanks to everybody who took the time to vote. Very optimistic vote there. Considering yeah. Northampton in fourth place yeah. for When win this match
0: was about to be kicked off. A very confident host fan base. Richie yeah. Winters effect, All right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Two o'clock, team was announced Lawrence Vigaru in goal, Otis Khan, Omar Beckel, Shadow and Connor Wood at the back, Ethan Coleman mm. and Darren Prattley in the central midfield, Paul Smythe, Royal Satoriu, Fiat mm. Archibald and Aaron Dryan making up the attack on the bench, Sam Sargent, uh, Mr Alex. Mitchell, I forgot Alex. his first name. Alex Mitchell, I could I forget? Alex Mitchell, Jaden Sweeney, Matt Young, Jordan Brown, Dan and Kroomer, and Harry, Harry Smith.
1: Yeah, that meant that there was one change for the O's uh, to the team that beat Swindon on Monday as Ethan Coleman came in to replace the suspended Hector Cipriano and Harry Smith took his place back on the bench after... A slight injury. Yeah, you know, your views on um on that 11, Mr Levy? Yeah, I forgot to take Kipriano out of uh. my fan hub side. Uh, and I ended up getting nine out of the 11, which is not too bad. But So pretty much as I expected it. Kant isn't a right back, so why not play... <laughs> Richie Wellens has said he's not a right back, so why not play Dan Moss? If you're going to take a punt and play Ethan Coleman, who's in young and inexperienced, why not play Dan Moss? who's young and experienced, to play alongside Anomar Beckles. Is that then too much that he's then got two, he's got Shadden and, and Dan either side of him? Is that too much for them to coach against the top four side? I don't know. But why not play Dan Moss? Like, it means nothing to us these games now. Yeah, we can still have an impact. There's still integrity for our, from our part. But why not just play Dan Moss and use Otis in the middle next to, uh, Prattly. next to Prattly.
0: Yeah, good point. I mean, for me, that was as expected. I got 10 out of 11, so I... Thought Adam Thompson was going to start, so I had Adam Thompson at right back. Mm. So I got 10 out of 11. Yeah, the only choice really Richie had to make for this one was who comes in for Kip Would it be Jordan Brown? Would it be Ethan Coleman? Yeah. That, that was the only real choice that he As was going to make. Out, yeah. Yeah. yeah, lots of tweets. Uh, Winner's team was announced actually. Good to see a lot of post pre match tweets. Len Chinchin Chin won. So good to see players who were thought doubtful in today's team. Need to be at our best. Northampton, come prepared, good opposition. They're near the top of the league for a reason. I think that draw would be a fair result if a
1: win is not possible. No handbags or giveaways, please. Yeah. M underscore Lig underscore Fan Club. So tricky balance between finishing the season with momentum and uh, starting prospects like Nakruma. Yeah. The way that Richie was speaking at meet the manager, I thought he was going to give Dan Nakruma his first start. He's probably tempted. He's probably yeah. Tempted. I thought he was going to do that um, I- then, which is why I got two wrong because I put Nakruma in.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Jack will two three one zero. So it's hoping that Coleman alongside Prattley works well. Let's carry on the good form today, boys. Up the O's. Yeah, Lewis Fear underscores
1: it. rather Alex Mitchell than Ogie, but overall happy.
0: Yeah, Gorillas 1985.
1: So I think Mitchell or Sweeney would have been better to start at right back, but in Richie we trust though. Yeah, Orient got the game underway. In the second minute though, Northampton had a free kick to the left of our penalty area. The cross was well over hit and went out of play. Well, I will say it was a you know, great atmosphere yesterday. Northampton really? felt that Packed
0: was the it busiest out. I've seen that away in, in a long time. And you know, there weren't many empty seats in there, it made good noise. <clears throat> we were obviously confident after Monday's win. Nice, yeah. nice all round atmosphere in, uh, yeah, in the it's, stadium. Good to see. Yeah, but a very end of season, stroke beginning of season kind of vibe. Apart from, I did like, everything was fine pretty much, apart from the noise in the south stand, the feedback that that speaker gets, and, and the levels all over the place. I agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and feel uh... like we're being a bit moany tonight, but that was just, they have to sort out that south stand. It's not a problem with speakers, because it's too loud. So the problem is, just you get your levels right, boys. It's not difficult. How difficult can it be? Get your sound engineering. So, anyway, I digress. Six minutes in, Northampton tried playing out from the back. Horsfield's pass was poor, Paul Smith intercepted the ball, he passed to Archibald, returned the pass. We saw Smith look up, you could see it in his eyes what he was looking for, but he drove into the box. His shot was well blocked by Horsfield. He we did well to recover.
1: He did eight minutes on the clock. Then great chasing down by Theo Etchwood. He does work so hard, Theo. He's such a good asset, and I can't understand why Lincoln don't want him. I mean, I think he likes the London life. So this this probably this move would probably suit him more than being in in Lincoln because Lincoln's nice, but it's not London. Like from a night. But be fair to Lincoln.
0: Lincoln's playmakers. Are Chris. I think McIntyre. I think it's Chris don't McIntyre know. from Sunderland. Who is an amazing player for Lee One just hasn't settled there. And they've had this Lacrin Scully online from Man City who was like amazing. So I can see why Fia hasn't been able to break into that team, but their loss absolutely out game. Theo Archibald's far too good for Lee Two. Yeah. Hopefully in the summer we could convince him to make that permanent. Yeah, I don't
1: think he'd be uh, uh, against it to be honest. Uh, Theo Archibald won possession, then crossed the ball into the box. Drinnen got the faintest of flicks on, uh, off his head. Uh, but the, that effort was well saved by Roberts and eventually cleared by Horsfield.
0: Good save. I think the keeper might have made a bit of a meal of it. Like Dwyer didn't get much onto the actual header, but the keeper done well. But it was a very already end to end game. Both every time a team went forward, you felt there were, could be a goal in it for either team. For me, at that point, it was just going to be who's going to score first. It felt like a very open, yeah, open game. Ten minutes, then just two minutes later. Unbelievable techers from Vigaru, Epia got in from goal. He tried to run Vigaru. The ball seemed to be behind Vigaru. Somehow he managed to put his hand behind him and claw the ball away out of danger. When had Epia got round him, he would have had
1: a simple tap into the net. Great player. End to end stuff. Is. That Epia was sharp and fast and alert and wanted it and he was so dangerous. You know what? Yesterday
0: were his first two goals for Northampton Town. They weren't. <laughs> they <really>. were, yeah. <laughs>
1: were they really Yeah, he had
0: scored from all parts in town before. But he's on loan
1: from Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Wow, he looked unbelievable. Um, yeah great save from Viggs what like you said a minute ago what an electric start to the game really good game really really good great atmosphere like you say as well so let's fast forward seven minutes to the 17th minute Lawrence Vigarou was called into action again after his poor clearance Northampton found a pocket of space but Vigarou smothered the ball at Apair's feet
0: yeah Northampton took the lead though shortly after in the 18th minute they won a free kick harshly awarded for a foul by Conor Wood free kick with teams pretty simple Passed the ball to Pinnock. Pinnock had about two touches that took him forward and then fired an absolutely unstoppable shot into the far corner of Vigor's goal. Vigor got his hands to it though, he done really well to get his hands to it, but he just couldn't keep it out. Too powerful. And suddenly it was 1-0 to the visitors. I didn't think he got anywhere near it, to be honest. From there was while, a great was um video that someone tweeted from the North Stand. I don't know if it was a Northampton fan who was just sitting in the North Stand or an Origin fan who just managed to be taking a video of the goal and you see it in real time and vigor gets his
1: hands and you hear like vigor's hands connect with a ball but it's just far too powerful right. great strike though great strike really good he was unlucky there uh, more great pressure from Orion in the 22nd minute again through Theo Archibald that saw him win possession drove at goal but won a corner that eventually came to nothing yeah
0: Northampton started to get on top in the 27th minute Pinnock the goal scorer he fired just wide and two minutes later vigor did well again to deny Epia like you said looking very dangerous he got played in and again Viguru done well Northampton at this point just getting around the back they were just finding that pocket of space between Easy. the midfield and the defence and they were just in they and were just they're getting in defence, consistently well. playing yeah. the same ball and then you really thought it was going to be a matter of time before and it was going to be another goal just who was going to get that one first yeah. Northampton looking
1: very good yeah absolutely. absolutely 32 minutes on the clock then Northampton doubled their lead as a corner was played in Guffery had a shot at close range which came off the post with his second attempt, he put the ball into the back of the net, making it 2-0. Yeah,
0: poor defending that one. The first one, you go fair play, unstoppable shot. The second one, you go, you didn't win your defensive header from the corner. Yeah. And then it hits the post and it bounces back. And I think it's and who tries to swing it out can't get to the ball. And then just back to Guthrie who taps it in. So a few, a few
1: chances there to clear the ball. I think Richie will look back on that one and go, boys, should be doing better for this. Absolutely, absolutely disappointing. Disagree. It's been a problem our whole season, not clearing our lines quick enough or well enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 33 minutes in, Vigru did well again to get down to deny Northampton. And then from that attack, he sent a long ball up to and who ran with a ball We he had two defenders on him, but it was through on goal. He managed to get a shot away. Roberts went the other way. The ball was rolling into the net, but no pace on it
1: and an easy clearance for the defenders who were able to clear it. 37 minutes on the clock. Two became three. as more questionable refereeing and defending saw Koiki's long diagonal ball To Epia beat the offside trap, he ended up rounding Lawrence Vigru and he made no mistake from all of a few yards out to make it 3-0, leaving us a bit stumped and shell-shocked. It was, I mean, you know, I haven't seen... did see s- that coming. No,
0: I've, I mean, to be fair, Northampton was very... I was going to say they were quite clinical, but they weren't because Rugers made a few good saves. But yeah. I think I saw a lot of tweets saying the third was offside. I watched it back this morning. I've only seen it from one angle, but I think so Shad's, I play- Shad's playing. Yeah. It looks to me like Shad's playing him well onside yeah. from that one. But they, you know, they found that weak spot. Our offside track obviously isn't as good as what we thought it was because they, ke- they kept getting in round the back. It wasn't even a case of we, kept- we caught them offside a few times. It was like every time they played that ball, they were in wasn't like we caught him offside a couple of times and at 3-0 you're thinking bloody hell like job done but this is already in- and you never know but the like, I finished it well Vigru can't really blame Vigru for that one at all because he's over 1-1 and they guy rounds him but yeah bonkers bonkers half, yeah. and it was only ever going to get more bonkers North East O tweeted us said boys what on earth is going on 3-0 before half time I thought it said Khan was an 8 not a right back I'd oh, accomplished just too good Oh, we're just terrible. I didn't think we were actually playing that bad. It was a good game, game. I thought. We weren't playing
1: terribly. But but they they... looked dangerous going forwards. Very much so. They looked very dangerous going forwards. And one of those where every time they got the ball, I was scared that they were going to score another goal. And we just weren't being clinical enough and we had the options, opportunities. The few that we did have, we just weren't doing anything with them. So three minutes of time ratted on at the end of the first half. In the first minute, we ended up putting a goal back from a throw-in. Paul Smythe got three down our left and after some nice footwork uh, and from his good run ended up squaring the ball to the unmarked Theo Archibald who made no mistake from just a few yards out to make it free run free run nice, nice goal really well good. worked Paul Smart done really well there. he, he does a lot of work to
0: like get himself into the position where he can cane it like yeah. nice little feet great ball and at that point you're thinking well right. if we get him in at half time at free run run Half time talk so get a goal within the first 15 minutes make it 3-2 be yeah. beyond them Yeah, you've got half hours to the batter them so that's thinking, right well brilliant alright things aren't as bad as what they seem but this is Orient well it was, was Orient I was looking down trying to find a picture of Theo Archibald to do the goal tweet and I heard a roar and I looked up and the Riguru was picking the ball out of the net so basically <laughs> in the 3rd of mid-rally time the long diagonal cross from Hoskins literally beat the Orient defence Connor Woods didn't have a clue it was around the back of him. Epia finished it very nicely at the back post, volleyed it in past Vigarou and it was 4-1. Again for me that's really poor defending. Otis Khan should be on Hoskins straight away going mate you ain't getting this cross in the box. Backs off him, backs off him. But again if you're Otis Khan you go well not right back. It's not It's not my mentality Correct. to charge him down. Correct. Right. <laughs> Connor would have been disappointed because he completely misses the header and doesn't have a clue. I think Epia's behind him just waiting for him to miss the ball. And again little chance for Vigarou and going down from three one would have been hard enough, but to go in at four one, you've got no mountain chance. Mountain to climb. You've got no Absolute chance. mountain.
1: I mean, I've been a fan of Wood throughout this season. I think he's been harshly treated by the previous manager. Yeah. I think that um but but he was poor there and I think yeah. he's been poor in a few games and I've perhaps been a bit blinded by that. And I, I don't wanna hang the guy out because he wasn't the only one to blame for the fact that we lost yesterday. But it, it's not the first time that they've that they've Gone down our left, and 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 they've targeted him, or they have just found a weak spot, or whether it's between him and Shad that they don't communicate well enough, or whatever it is, they've picked up on that, and they're targeting, they're targeting that that spot, that area there between Wood and Ogie. Either they're targeting Wood, or they're targeting Ogie, or they're targeting the pair of them. I'm not sure, but but Wood being the slightly more elder statesman um, of the two of them, you know. If, for me there, he had no idea what day of the week it was, what time of the day, whether it was daylight, night time, or he just looked completely out of it there. He had no idea the gaze was behind him, made no effort to get the ball, and we, we, we've, we've conceded a fourth goal, which has arguably killed, killed the game off, and any momentum that like you've just described that we could have potentially garnered in the first 10 minutes of the second half is not going to come now. In his defence,
0: in T'Connor's defence, the keeper should be going, someone behind you, mate. If that's Dean Brill... I guarantee you we would have heard Dean Brill screaming at Connorwood, he's behind you. Dunno. He's behind you like a pantomime villain. And I, I don't think Vigor was that kind of keeper to scream at his defender same, Mate, 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 like, There's I, someone there. I think Dean Brill would have <laughs> not, I'm not saying Connorwood would have made Connorwood got the ball, but would have made him hell of a bit more yeah. aware there was someone behind him. But they scored a fourth, first half done. Very entertaining and enjoyable 45 minutes. When we saw a few Orient fans who went, you know, can't argue with that, they were just better than us. They are and I think you know we spoke to Orient Dave, when went that was a, a great half of football. And yeah. I think because we're in a position where there's nothing to play for. Wouldn't I'm saying it? to you yeah. as well, I think I've made a point in my notes, like I've never seen an Orient team in a losing position quite convincingly, and everyone's chanting the manager's name. Like yeah, a bit and bomb being positive, really. yeah. yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was really, really yeah, good atmosphere. Um,
1: but 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 Northampton were playing some good football. It was good to watch and we were doing some good as, good stuff as well at times. It's just they were poor goals to give away. And Richie says post match that, you know, it wasn't a foul for the first goal and offside for the third goal and so they're you know, debatable refereeing decisions, but ultimately we've just not been good enough.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Lots of tweets in at half time. Nada underscore nineteen eighty seven wasn't having it. Said too many overrated players in this team would Vrigeru, Beckles, Archibald getting exposed by a proper team today. Being honest, only Ayugi, Smythe, Roel, out of that starting 11 are good enough to be playing regularly. And a team aiming for promotion next season. I don't,
1: that, I don't know if that's a wind-up tweet or if that's, no, that's, not, that's genuine. Not what, that's not a wind-up belief, tweet. but I don't understand how you can how you can put Archibald in there and to a greater extent Lawrence Figaro either. Yeah, granted, he's conceded four goals. We were having this chat about hero of the week, weren't we? Just yeah, before right. we come on, and we were saying like it could have been Lawrence Figaro because he made so many Good brilliant saves, like that. You didn't. He had no right to do the clawed one that you mentioned earlier as a prime example. Um, so I th- well okay then if that's not a up up tweet then I think that's that's a tad harsh but you're entitled to your opinion absolutely. and that's absolutely fine Orient Matty our um, charity partner uh, charity partner said awful embarrassing worst performance all season and everyone is playing in their flip flops dreaming of the beach which Richie Welland says he did in his post he, he did
0: Orient Boy said simply they uh, are miles better than us yep. should be 6-2 Richie Signature size of the task. Now we have no midfield, and Beckles may have scored two last week, but he's having a mare, albeit mm-hmm. a very, very slow mare today. That's a that's Agreed. a valid point. There's no defender who who you can give credit to if you come for forty five minutes where you've conceded four goals. Correct. Like
1: it's impossible. The back five to do. have to take. Well, actually, the whole eleven because you defend from yeah, the front. Yeah, absolutely. Right, absolutely. but. You know, defenders are t- charged with keeping clean sheets and, and as is the goalkeeper. But anyway, Kid Samsono said the first half showed why they're in the promotion picture and we're not. Sure, the officials handed them the third, but they're organised, decisive and tough all over the pitch. Could have had eight if it wasn't for Vigaru. Coleman will never, ever be a league player. We were saying that he wasn't having a good game either. Yeah,
0: there's going to be lots of tweets, I think, about Coleman. And again, we don't like singling everyone out and there were many pop performances in that first half, but I think Carmen probably wins the award for that one. Frank Beavis says, completely outclassed. That's what a team with the quality to be chasing automatic looks like. We're miles off that right now, and it really shows. There's a few bits, uh, a few times, especially in the first half, where their keeper had it, and their shape was immense. You could see when Roberts had it, where every one of their players was instructed to be, and they were just making it so easy for themselves with their positioning. The shape was immense. Their two wing-backs High up the pitch, wide, and they didn't have to work when they had the ball. Amazing. So, one sub for the O's at half time, probably no surprise to most people. Ethan Coleman was uh, substituted, replaced by Jordan Brown. Did you do attendance? Sorry, I was looking at I can't the farewell attendance 6,237, which we think was 1,218 away fans. Decent following, like we said. Well yeah. played. Again, Northampton, lots to play for. I'm sure if Orient were in that position next year, we'll be taking a similar number to so the
1: the expected ground it will be going to. Absolutely. We pulled a goal back, though, in the 50th minute after Paul Smythe was fouled. Referee played some good advantage. Jordan Brown picked up the ball and after some nice control, he curled the ball in from a tight angle to make it 4-2. Great finish
0: there from really Jordan Brown. Good. I think, you
1: know, obviously we set in the south. That goal scored towards the north. We thought free kick was
0: given. Obviously, Jordan plays on, gets himself a good angle to have a shot, gets a shot away, puts it in the back the net. And at 4-2, you've got a bit of a glimmer of hope. Moments later, though, double sub O's, Harry Smith came on for Real Sotiriu. Quite a game there, for Real. Don't think he got much of a sniff in that one. No,
1: I think I think that's absolutely right. I think it's probably why he was sacrificed in that regard. Yeah, because the others had had greater impact.
0: Yeah, Alex Mitchell also came on in that substitution. He came on for Otis Khan as Richie switched the formation to a 3-5-2 with Wood on the left. Archibald on the right putting another body in the midfield and you've got two up top so those yeah, no they were
1: running over us uh, in the midfield weren't they for control of the game so he's puffed out the midfield a bit which is good 59 minutes on the clock the O's went closest. Theo Archibald's cross found Harry Smith at the back post his header was blocked but fell kindly back to him and his follow-up shot was blocked and Paul Smythe's follow-up shot ended up being cleared off the line now, If that had gone in different game you're in for
0: a very very exciting last half hour 4-3 then 4-3 and the crowd would have been on top of them and they would have got awfully nervous but unlucky they're good defending from Northampton town 66 minute the O's still chasing their third goal free kick taken quickly by the O's Drying across the ball in Harry Smith beat his marker headed the ball inches wide I think the keeper
1: Had it covered there, close but no cigar. Yeah, 69 minutes on the clock. Connor Woods' cross looked to have been handled. The referee was having none of it and we were awarded a corner. From that corner, Jordan Brown's shot uh, appeared to hit another arm and yet again, nothing was given.
0: No, good pressure from the O's, but obviously not really creating much. In the 73rd minute, Paul Smythe won a free kick in a really promising position. Both him and Theo over the ball everyone had their cameras out thinking right we're we going to see another contender for goal of the season everyone was excited Paul's hand is up Paul had his camera on as well free but kick like Warren always says put it away free kick disappointing smacked I think the first man in the wall chance win and at that point you think it's probably not
1: going to be our day today yeah Paul smythe was fouled about 20 yards out in the 73rd minute free kick just done that oh, one, sorry but... 83rd minute I beg your pardon the O's went down to 10 men as a red card was shown to Shadrach Ogie he was tragically brought down by Danny Rose and what he should have done was stayed on the ground, rolled around a bit, right You're in agony.
0: 100%. That's
1: ex- what he should have done and Rose would have been sent off, I think. Yeah, agreed. Because the officials were without. war. However, this is Orient. Things don't happen the way they should happen and Shadrach Ogi got straight up. Credit to him for doing that. But then he decided to go and put his head towards Danny Rose to shout at him or to tell him what he really thought of him. Danny Rose feigned being head butted and the referee had no other choice but to show him a red card and Danny Rose only got a yellow. Been played. Should there. have been the
0: other way around. Shad's been played all day, Long massively. Day. Never a red. However, if you give that ref a decision to make, if you go in heads with someone, and even they didn't touch him, and the ref and the lino should both spot he didn't touch him, and there was no contact. Rose is experienced enough. Rose knows how to play lead two football. Played knew it like like knew an
1: absolute fiddle. Knew
0: exactly what he was doing. Shad gets his marching orders. Yeah, shouldn't
1: have put that ref in the position. Job done. Correct. It shouldn't have put the ref in the position to be doing that. You can't. The referees at our level are poor still. And at the end of the day, if you give a poor ref a decision to make, ninety nine times out of hundred, or nine times out of ten, at least it isn't going in your favour. No, it's not even a poor... If any
0: time you make a ref make a decision regardless of whether the refs or not we saw it last week with Hector Hector gets booked in the 20, 19th minute and goes and comes very close to fouling someone in real time the other player makes a meal of it and you're like mate, you've just been booked Is it going to give you another yellow it was, yeah. we've seen it consistently yeah. all season I think that's something that Richie will focus on next season in terms of don't be so nice to play against be horrible and I think he mentioned that in his post-Swindon interview about you know being a bit more on it and I think yeah, we've had managers before who've talked about being a League 2 savvy where you know you give people all your nudges like Monday where they made Swindon wait in a tunnel ground them up that's exactly what you do you beat <coughs> like nice, them be yeah you be a yeah. horrible team so yeah Danny Rose he's League 2 level he's got what he wanted and at that point with 10 men you're just like mate just blow the final whistle 6 minutes of additional time playing this one no further action to talk about the ref ball the match to a close, with Northampton taking all three points, winning the game 4-2, and with Richie is losing at home for the first time since his appointment. So David Victor spoke to Richie Wenners after the game, and here is the first, I think, minute and 20, minute and a half of what Richie had to say.
1: Let's, let's start that one again because that's not coming out very well
0: so richie wellens was whispering when he started today we've told richie to uh, speak a bit louder uh having a technical problem or to here so here's what richie no
1: hold on one second it's not coming out very well unfortunately because my phone decides to play up so apologies to everybody for this slight delay let's let's try that again
0: richie thanks for joining us you say you learn more from defeat what would you've learned this afternoon
2: no again not and I've been a player And the players have put so much Into the last um, Five, six weeks That we You always Get to the end of that Where Listen For the first 15 minutes I thought It was a competitive game I thought they were at it From the start Obviously because they're going For um, for, the, for, the, for the automatics they brought a decent amount Of crowd And their crowd was good today um, For 15 minutes I thought it was quite even You know We could have scored a couple They could have scored a couple And then For the next half an hour We're playing with our flip-flops on no, we're on holiday, we're playing it from Viguru to Beckles to Shad, it's so slow. And when you play against a team that basically just want to run around and see the ball in front of them and, and press, then it's played into their hands. We, we There's a couple of their goals, I don't think it was a foul for the free kick, although it's an unbelievable strike by the lad. And then, the, I think it was Epi's first, he's offside. So, but we can't blame the referee, we have to blame ourselves today because we, we the first half we was... Uh, the majority of them was on a ho- sorry on holiday um and then second half we just play with a tempo and we match them up jordan brown come on and done great um harry smith come on and done great and you know we i think at 4-2 um you know we had two or three chances i think we had one or two played off the line and if we get that goal then obviously we can come back but when you start like that it's, it's difficult and
0: once so that was the first part of Richie Wellings' interview the whole interview is on the club's youtube channel good interview there from Richie I think the main points that we we he says that we won't discard well won't play is Adam Thompson is out for the season, season. Yeah. Tom yeah. James might be back for Tranmere but if there's a small risk to take they won't take it at all um, but he was very honest I thought it was a good interview okay. as, as always as Richie does so thanks to Dave for sending that over okay. as always so that defeating him means the O-State in 13th place in League 2 played 44 won 13 drawn 16 lost 15 55 points and a goal difference still really good of plus 14. So, Lejande, your views on the Northampton
1: game? Yeah, I mean, I think arguably the best side we've seen at home uh, this season, really. Uh, sharp, strong, quick, organised. We had good spells during the first half, um, but we'll need to make that count in future. It's all well and good having these spells of good possession and you've got to be more clinical in both boxes. It's apparent and it's a it's a thing in football. You can't just be good... Uh, in, in phases or in, in fits and spurts, you've got to be clinical in both boxes. You, you know, they were, barring the two goals that we've we've scored and Theo was on his own for that one, um, that he's tapped in. But other than that, you know, they were strong, they were good, they were well organised, they were in diagonal balls, quite a few diagonal balls. That's obviously yeah. their uh, their thing. And and I went on the Cobblers podcast on well it was published Thursday. on uh, yeah, oh, it was, yeah. uh, Wednesday. Published on yeah. Friday. Um and the guy said that their key strength is set pieces. So, you know, that's exactly what they're going to be looking for. You know, the first is a free kick. The second, sorry, the third is a free kick. You know, they they and the second one was a corner, I think. if yeah. So, it, it just plays to that, that truth, and that's something that we need to work on because we're not that great at corners. We're not that great at free kicks either. Um, you could single out players for criticism. We could dissect it all night long, but I thought Brown's performance uh, proved he... Needs to start more. Uh, I think his goal was excellent. Very impressed by him for the half that, that we saw. His vision passing, I thought, was really really exactly what we needed. And I hope the club appeals. Uh, Ogie's red. He was the victim of a terrible foul. And he went in uh, with his head. And while it appeared to make no contact, he's, like you said, he's given the referee a decision to make, which he can't do. Uh, I thought it was a good game of football, really. Loads of action. Mm. Loads of talking points. we probably missed some out. Uh, highs and lows but despite losing I'm up-built, uh, upbeat about it all it didn't feel like a loss to me um, it was an enjoyable game of football and have to say I did like their away kit the right. go- the black and gold which uh, nudge nudge wink wink uh, I actually have to say that I think that um,
0: it looked really good yeah we commented on that didn't we it's a nice little away kit you never know Mr Levy what the uh your ink kits will have in store for you you just don't know do you for next season my views yeah good game mental first half first half was absolutely mental but an, enjoy- an enjoyable game we can sit here and laugh because we have nothing at stake but had we still been fighting relegation probably you'd get a lot more emotion yeah. out of me but I think the good thing for that is that Richie will be watching that again and that's the benchmark boys that's what you've got to be 100%. like next season you, when you get chances you take them and you just keep exposing the team's weakness that you're playing million percent Richie should and will I think use that um, for the better off the club. I think the ref, although well, he didn't have his best game and got some big calls wrong, they've still got a score from the chances that the ref may or may not be giving them from poor free-kick decisions or offsides that weren't. Although I think that third goal um, was onside. With Shad, yeah, I know you said you think they'll appeal it. I'm not sure even if you appeal it, even though there's no contact, and if I'll probably go, what's well, it's violent conduct, he's going to put his head in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's as straightforward as what it should be, even though I don't think it was a send enough. Be interested to see what the club do with that because Richie, in his interview, didn't say, I don't think it was a send, it didn't say, didn't really defend Shad all that much. He said again, like what we've said, well, if you put your head in there, you're going to give him a decision to make. So, interesting to see what we do there because I think if you're getting a pill wrong, sometimes you can get a longer ban than what and you want. So, interesting to see what they'll do with that. But, I mean, Northampton made some horrible challenges. I think about four or five of their players got booked. But, you know... There's persistent just, tackle, uh, check fouls as well, that weren't punished either. But, you know, if it gets you an advantage, just Northampton will come away from that game. That was a great game for us. We took a few bookings, scored some great goals, got a manager, they sent off. Their manager will be delighted with that performance. You know, that's, what, that's how they do. That's how they get the results. Jordan Brown, like you, impressed me when he came on. Saw something in him today that I haven't seen previously. And, and when I've seen him in little spells in games, done well. The only single players out. Coleman really did struggle in that one. I, I you know, I think everyone has their own opinions on every player. I think Coleman he did struggle, has yeah. struggled yeah. since yeah. he's been here, really. I think we saw a bit of a light when he scored that late goal against Colchester, but he's not really kicked on from there and he's young, so hopefully, you know, he's still got a lot of football to uh, to play for the O's and a lot to learn, but I think he really struggled yesterday. I keep hearing Os Khan isn't a right back. Manager tells me Os Khan's not a right back, but Owes Khan keep playing right back. I think yesterday was the first time that he's been properly exposed there properly exposed it. I know you said you, you said you might think that Connorwood Wood may have been highlighted there in Ogi, or they've looked at that. I reckon their scout seen something in I was kind of gone, mate, he's not a right back. He can play there but he ain't a right back. Let's yeah. go at him. So, yeah, interesting. Viggs made some amazing saves. I must say though, some of the times his kicking was poor although the Agreed. wind was all over the place when it helped him out. Disappointing, not the end of the world. Could be much worse. You know, look at Oldham. So all you've got to say. That's you know, right. it's happened to, That's us. happened to us five yeah. or six years ago you know, we're going to finish my table in League 2, got a good manager, everyone's excited about next season. Like I said, 4-2 down, everyone's teaching, singing the Richie winning song. I've never seen that at L.A. night, No matter what time of the season it's been at, whether it's been beginning or the end, 4-2 down, singing like winning the league, singing the manager's name loud and proud. Yeah. So, you know, Richie has said how important the relationship is between players and supporters, managers and supporters. He's done an amazing job so far, because I can't recall... I managed name ever been sung that loud when losing 4-2 mm.
1: but there you go absolutely so those were our views your views now. A huge amount of feedback after this match came into our social media accounts. So, thanks to everyone who took the time to do that. As you know by now, our social media accounts are sponsored by Town and Country Estate Agents, who are Orient supporting, highly successful estate agents, a West End season ticket holder. One of the directors is Charlie Paul, and he's offering all late Orient fans and staff a whopping 20% off his usual fee. So, if you're thinking of moving, keep it in the Orient family, save yourself a few quid, give Charlie a call directly on 07528 four seven one four nine seven or you can give him an email Charlie at town and country property sales dot co dot uk or uh, send him a message directly on Twitter at Charlie underscore Paul P and just because we're about to read these out it doesn't mean that we agree with them nicely
0: done the tweets started coming in at the full time <laughs> whistle or meat pie tweeted us and so abysmal first half, the players already on the beach, much better second half, especially Smythe and Brown.
1: Glad we're safe seeing what's happening at Oldham. I remember that one all too well. Yeah, Poplar, 32, said completely outplayed in the first half, much more fight in the second. Defence was static for a couple of their goals, midfield was overrun in the first half. Cobblers managed the game really well. Yeah, I think that's an absolutely fundamental point. They managed the game well. That's what we need to be doing.
0: Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, Good point. Paul Skinner, 88. Said Orient 2. Northampton 2. Ref 2. Red card was a fast. Three missed handballs. No yellows
1: for consistent fouling. That is the worst ref I've seen since the National League. Wrecker Blue app said, Northampton Town looked the best team that we played in the league in the uh, in the first half. Uh, Absolutely ran us ragged, our passing was non-existent and centre backs drifted apart too often. Some fight back in the second half but not a great performance. Ogi will learn from the red card in future and good to see Brown play reasonably well in the second half and get a goal. I do like the look of him and think he could be the best signing of the January 6th yeah good
0: point Jordan Brown getting a lot of praise actually and people getting a bit excited now about what Jordan Brown can do he's bided his time since he came in hasn't been he hasn't some been. games not even been in the squad let alone in the starting 11 yeah. so good to see that Mark Ross 07487103 said nothing we never knew ready. got half a squad that can be top 7 but recruitment will be key and whoever sanctioned <clears throat> a 2.5 year deal for Coleman should be kept a million
1: miles away from any signs wonder who that was You take a sip of water there. I'll move on to Dave Brew, 47976911, who said, yet again, showed that the squad isn't anywhere near good enough. Kingsley must be absolutely laughing. Um, He didn't use that word, uh, so it doesn't quite make sense in the context now, but they're actually laughing the fact that we've uh, paid a fee fee for for Coleman. Beckles and Ogie (coughs) were on the beach. No problem with Ogie sending off. He put his head into their player, Please, Richie, sort the midfield, it's non existent.
0: Yeah, I am underscore MO, said I thought Northampton's best player and man in a match by far was a ref. First, never a free kick, and their third, three yards offside. And how their player didn't get sent
1: off for that foul that led to our red was a joke. Useless, fat ref who couldn't keep up with the play. <laughs> Len M4 said it was poor, but nothing to lose sleep over. We know we're not at Northampton's level, but there's plenty of time to get there. A good pre season for the new players. Would do doing the world of good.
0: Yeah, Lormat59 said, Loved that team spirit in the second half. Wellness must have shaken them up at half-time.
1: And I felt for Ogie, but he'll learn from it. Hashtag LukeG said, First half was sloppy. Thought the ref and lino defined the game with some awful decisions. The free kick for their first. The fair play, amazing strike. But that changed it. Second half, good to see them compete. We will be much a much better team next season with Wellens in charge, up the O's. Yeah, Parksy
0: 1881, so two reds in two games. Hector's was stupid and avoidable, but he was trying to win the ball. Absolutely p- pilloried on Twitter, not clapped off, but Shad's stupid and avoidable. Bad challenge on him, but naive all the same, and he gets clapped off. Some players are Teflon, but if Giannis' header goes in, it's a different game. We had the chances. Viggs should be man manning a match, which says a lot too, but it was a fun, stress free game to watch, and will undoubtedly be.
1: Force next year Painting Orient Said probably the Strangest home game All season Some definite Positives including The emergence of Brown and much Momentum in the Second half despite Amateurish Officiating
0: Yeah it was a Strange game wasn't It like, yeah. looking back Now very odd Vince Howard 73 So it felt like a Cup game in the First 15 minutes But after that Defending in the First half was Beyond shocking The second half Was a lot better Moving Theo to wing-back, though, was the wrong thing to do,
1: as our attacking threat ended up being the same old hoofballs up to Smith. Richie J. Bourne said, Disappointing to be undone by set-piece specialists of the league. But, to be fair, the changes made at the break made Theo's more competitive, and only fouling by the Cobblers' restricted chances.
0: Yeah, that's that's game management, isn't it? LDP Kings had a very enjoyable game with good support. We looked dangerous on every attack. The Cobblers, though... Just more clinical and took over 25 minutes until half-time. Second half, they backed off and we scored. Created a
1: few more chances, but overall, they showed us where we need to be next season. Up the O's. Yeah. Um, Pint of Wallop said Northampton were the better team first half. Can only remember us having three decent goes at goal with one going in. They were 4-1 up at half-time, so the damage was done. Wellands had turned our club around, but today... We lost to a better side. It happens next season, though. Yeah, Steve Chapman thought, so we could hardly lay a glove on them
0: in the first half, although it was some questionable defending. Second half, completely different. And if Smythe catches his shot clearly
1: rather than scuffing it, then it's 3-4 and squeaky bum yeah. time for Northampton. Yeah, it would have been ifs buts and maybes. LOFC underscore Ed said the defending was shocking in the first half and we got caught on the counter far too many times, though no goalkeeper in the world was ever going to stop their first one. Other than that, we're still at 10 times as good as we did at the start of 2022, bring on next season. That's a good point. We've still, Despite not playing that well, we're still miles better than where we were four months ago.
0: Absolutely. Are. Good point there from Ed. Orient fan underscore 1881. So we can beat the poor sides, but nowhere near the level of the good sides in this league. We need an honest transfer window and to not keep awful players and get rid six or seven first
1: team players are needed if you want to have any chance of competing. Ian Hutchinson08 said, That's the reason Northampton are sitting in the automatic promotion places. In my opinion, they've managed the game, much to my annoyance, superbly. Few standouts for me. Viggs, Smythe and Theo. Defending at times was very poor and far too slow when moving the ball and playing through the lines, which is exactly what Richie Welland said. Yeah. Is.
0: Good point. Penultimate tweeting in on this one. 1965 AC, 1881. So people complaining about the officials, but the bottom line is that poor defending in the first half has cost us. Outplayed, but we still created chances. Second half we pressed well, had decent chances. Brown was excellent when he came on.
1: Yeah, final word this week goes to BugsDolix1, who said a lesson in where we need to be next season. I thought the cobblers were impressive. Damage was done 15 to 45 minutes when we were elsewhere lots of poor performances including the officials but we brush ourselves down and learn from it in Richie we trust
0: good tweet to go out on there so let us know if you agree with those tweets we've read out you can do that by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or you can email us at orient outlook at com, or you can give us a follow and message us on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast and we are also on Instagram at orient underscore outlook underscore
1: podcast and just a reminder those were all tweets that came into us Or in Outlook. Absolutely. So let's move on then uh, to conclude this week with the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. Sponsors Carol Langley are an established local business in Chingford, East London specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. From a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event. They can help you. Get in touch with John and the team. They're on Twitter at Carol Langley E4. That's Carol with an E on the end or at Essex Biz. And there were no correct predictions unsurprisingly for this match. So that means the top of the prediction league is as follows, yeah,
0: so 32 points looking to become only the well, the first person to ever win the prediction league back twice, is Wadsy not back to back because he didn't win it last season, oh, but sorry. um, yeah, it looks like he's gonna win it. Although Leighton Ori is still in with a shout if they can get the last two games right. He's on 26 points behind them now, so third place, 22 points. LOFC Teresa and in joint Champions League places, on 20 points <laughs> is Springley Net and Steve Chaplin. For thanks for all your predictions, two games left. You can still move
1: yourselves up the table, everyone. So keep sending us your predictions. Absolutely. So let's move on then to today. Sunday, the 24th of April is the EFL Awards tonight. And as we're recording, Omar Beckles unfortunately did not win uh, his award. That went to Ryan Innes uh, in in League One. I think Charlton. Uh, Don't know about Shad. But while we're on this point, the Sir Tom Finney Award uh, is awarded by the EFL that recognises a player... Who's had an outstanding career and contributed an exceptional amount to the EFL and football in general. And this year's recipient is former Leighton Orient player and captain Joby McIntyre. Well, so well done, Joby. Joby.
0: Good so good luck to Shad. That award hasn't been announced yet. Our fingers are crossed for Shad If it happens before we finish recording, we shall mention Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So at 59 minutes, 17 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy fantasy football update in Jack Merritt top of the orion outlook podcast fantasy football league he's on 2312 points he's ahead of patrick gainey now who's in second place on 2274 points i've gone up a little bit i'm in 175th place out 315 players a bit longer of the premier league season away so still lots of points to play for so keep on playing for that one positives in and negatives of the week i'll do positives we've got two positives and we've got two negatives positives in the youth team result and their lead position having an yeah. amazing season so well done to the youth team second positive Jordan Brown scored his first goal for the club yesterday so well done to Jordan Brown well done to the youth team two positives this week So two negatives, negatives for yeah. me
1: yeah uh, obviously the loss against Northampton uh, and obviously now Shad being suspended for three games unless they appeal and get that overturned which as you quite rightly pointed out probably won't happen
0: yeah so we will see on that one so positives done negatives done time for the Carol Langley florist hero of the week so we had a few names in our head we thought about giving it to Viggs but then just thought well he conceded four goals although he did make some amazing saves so we kind of said no to Viggs we also thought about Paul Smythe who had a pretty decent game got an assist looked dangerous during the game but thought no not for Paul Smythe and we also thought about Theo Archibald who scored a goal was well involved but we said no let's give it to someone who might not have won it before and obviously has never won it before since he joined the club back in January. came on at half-time, scored his first goal for the O. So ladies and gentlemen, you're on the Outlook podcast here of the week.
1: Jordan Brown. Well done, Jordan Brown. Probably won't surprise anybody to know that. Made his <laughs> uh, obviously came on and, and, and got his first goal for the club and had well. a really good performance. So yeah, look forward to seeing more of him.
0: Yeah. yeah, so like we said at the start of the podcast, only two fixtures left. The last away game is this Saturday. We are on the road for the final time this season, going to Crawley Town on Saturday, the 30th of April. Crawley Town are 12th in League 2. They are, I think, they're five points above us. So, obviously, if we win that, we can still finish 12th. And if we don't win that, we we'll, won't finish 12th or have a chance of doing that. They lost away 2-0 to Mansfield Town yesterday. And as it stands, they're a bit of a club in crisis because their manager... John Yams has been suspended by the club pending an investigation. Pending an investigation. Mm. So they it could it's probably a good Commenting time made to a player, I to think. players, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good time to play them potentially. Their last five games, they've not been bad. they won the last three out of five, lost two. So Fitching fair to millions. Yesterday. So if you're going there, have a very
1: safe journey for the last time this season. Absolutely. It's a pod, a sponsorship reminder, so don't forget, for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads, L-O-F-C, on Twitter, as you probably know by now, for all your plastering and rendering needs.
0: Yes. That is it. That is it. We are done. Thank you for joining us for episode 283. It's only been six days since our last podcast, Bidley yeah. so, so much has happened. <laughs> yeah, following that performance against Swindon on a Monday, everyone was on a high Winton and Hampton game full of hope but some sloppy defending, questionable referee and so the O's lose the game 4-2 as Richie Wenner's lost for the first time at Brisbane Road. So with two games left this season, no midweek games, Richie has another clear week on the training ground before the away game to Crawley. Well hopefully
1: the O's can go there, get back on track finish the season in style. <clears throat> so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast from. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favorites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers, FanHub, uh, the Fan Hub app as well, as which is brilliant. So listening to us has got even easier. If you've got an old, older relative, a loved one, a friend, anyone who you think might be interested in what's going on at Orient, uh, grab their phone, download this podcast for them, and pass the pod on. Yeah.
0: So we'll be back with episode two hundred and eighty-four next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. But until then, we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen. To the Orient Outlook Podcast. Up the
1: O's.